Welcome everyone to Darkfire Tavern, where heroes meet. I'm your host, JF, better known as Darth Frog, and with me as always is my good pal Prabhu, best known as Narakesari. How are things in your part of the world? Hey dude, I just got my COVID vaccine, so showing my 5G, downloading the internet, having fun. <laughs> That's awesome. So today on episode nine, we are going to take a look at team building in general while putting a bigger spotlight on healers. Uh, while we hope that newer players are going to be able to take something out of the show, this may end up leaning a little bit more towards the advanced and expert players out there. Uh, as we talk about heroes, gears, and spells, something that the uh, newer players may not have access to. So we'll get right into it, and I'll pass it over to Prabs to start us off. Cool. So I think one of the biggest issues at Wolf Base is how do I build my team? What do I take in? What team do I take in? Because when you look at it, it's like, well, I don't want to waste energy. What do I do, etc. And I think it's finding a team that you're really comfortable with. In order to do that, you need to get to know your heroes and the synergies between them, but also the heroes that you enjoy playing. Right. Because that makes a big difference. You're playing a game for fun, so you should enjoy playing it. So, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't mention this, but we're talking about more about the uh, PVE portion of it. So we're going to leave Arena for another time for building this. So... As we're looking at um, campaign levels and waves mostly, and even elemental dungeons, you need to build your team in a certain way that lends itself to some synergies and working together as a team. So we'll try to go through a little bit of the positions of each, of everybody. And of course, the very first one, your most important hero is usually your tank. Yep. And I think with the tank, especially in the early levels, you have Braybird as your starter tank and Otto. Braybird's a great starter tank. He doesn't carry so well into the mid to late game. And once you get like, he's an easy swap into using like from there. Otto should probably never be used for PvE on, as soon as you can get rid of him, get rid of him. Right? I mean, he just doesn't scale well at all in there. When I started, I really liked Raybert. He was one of my favorite heroes. And I think where he falls off is that while his little healing does help early on, those little blips are so much weaker later on as everybody else gets stronger. They just don't do enough. And your healers themselves get stronger. So he's less needed. So I think that's where he falls off. It's not that he's a bad hero. And I've used him and say deeper dungeons and whatever and i i found him good but he does fall off but what makes what makes lick great like why why is that your your end game he has incredible defense and superbly high amounts of health as well so his defense from his fourth skill once you have the fully leveled increases his defense and protection by 90 percent, which is a massive amount he already has a high amount and you're basically doubling that his uh, protection lacks. I mean, that seems to lack on most of the tanks. But it's just, you couple that defense with the high health, and it allows the healers ample opportunity to get him back to where he should be. So even if you are facing magic-heavy enemies, you definitely know that he can take a punch. Or he can take a few punches. So yeah. Okay, but th that's where I was going to, to go. Is is there another tank that is worthy of taking instead of this this guy who who seems to be 
the forefront of everybody wants him so that they can move forward in campaign. If you're facing a lot of magic damage, is there somebody that is good to replace him at that point? So Metis is probably the best tank in the game at the moment, stats-wise. But being an epic hero, he's going to be a lot harder to level up. Ram is extremely great as well. He brings CC to his team. He brings uh, Bolton Revenge as well. His stats are the most balanced out of all the tanks. Um, but but... Uh, let's stay on Rom here for a second, because not not talking about stats and say he's really good because he is epic as well. But I put him in the same breath as uh, Cruzo. They leave their post. And this is what worries me as well about the new tank that's about to to come in. They leave their post at the front of the line. And by doing that, they allow others to come through, like the enemies to come through. So I find that those tanks aren't good when you really want to push a tough enemy because they will just kind of come through your your line if your tank leaves. Yeah, so I think that's where spells come in. We'll delve into that a little bit more later on. But having something like the giant golem or the big golem in your hand, if your tank jumps forward a bit, it's key to have something in your hand, basically as an insurance, right? So that if anything happens, you can pop that down and they can work as a taunt so that your tank can get back into position. Is it worthwhile to ever bring a team with two tanks? If you're using like, then no, because basically he only gets the bonus from his fault ability right. if he is the only tank. Now, if you're using somebody like Safine, Safine's a great tank. She's a common tank from the light element, but she's an event hero. If you can't get your hands on her, she's a great tank. Uh, she will cast a protector or a bubble on the team if, when she's healed five times, which uh, so if you're pairing her with Raybird, for example, or you're pairing her with Imani, yeah, it would work extremely well. Or even Fina, because she heals multiple times. So yeah, so there's quite a few synergies yeah, but most teams, I think you're you're looking to go with one tank, regardless of who it is. And my my opinion is, go with a tank that stays still. Yeah, especially when you're looking at what the enemies do. You want them to come towards you, and like has that taunt ability. But aside from that, he has that AOE weakness that he casts around him. And it does a decent amount of damage as well. So there's been quite a few fights where I basically had heal, aid, incinerate, and lightning in my spells and protect and it's gone on for 10 minutes and i've managed to kill the last enemy just rotating those spells on its own leaving it or not it's definitely a key thing and for those that weren't aware is you can actually put his ability on another hero that's something yes. that isn't intuitive because you'll just hit it and he'll throw it on himself but you can actually give it to uh, somebody else to uh, to throw that weakness around to those enemies yeah, especially when you have enemies coming in and targeting your back line, right? So it's easy to chuck that onto a healer, onto one of your ranged. Uh, it just keeps them alive for that little bit longer, so you have more time to react to the situation. So tanks seem to be very straightforward. Unlock Lick, go with him. Yeah, definitely. So let's move to the next uh, portion, which is we'll leave the healers at the end again, just because we're going to deep dive a little bit more into them. But I think... After the healers, after your tank, then your healer, then it's your, of course, your your DPS, right? Your damage dealers. Yeah, so with the DPS, I tend to mainly take ranged, simply because 
I often find that if I have my tank going up in front and sometimes you have enemies coming from two directions, I could have one of my melee DPS going off in the opposite direction to my tank, which means they get absolutely nuked pretty quickly and I'm down a member of my team. If my tank is up front, I can use giant golem or small golems, my conid, to bring the enemies closer towards my tank and he then tanks both streams of enemies. So I think with that, that's why I prefer ranged, simply because they give me more flexibility around what to do. Doing that, are you not removing yourself from so many useful heroes? Now, for instance, a lot of people know that I'm a huge fan of Asashi, and she is great, especially when it comes to levels where there's an enemy and a summoners. So she'll just mow through the summoners, um, sorry, the mobs that come through so that you can get to the summoners and get from there. I'm sure like with the range, you can also do that, but her ability is so quick that uh, recharges so quickly that she can get you there a lot faster than just waiting for the recharge of your range. Are you not removing, if you're only looking at range, are you not removing like half your damage dealers and their potential? Yeah, that's true. I mean, what I tend to do is that if I do take a melee DPS, so you do get Asashi, Core, Bear, Bjor, sometimes I've experimented with him as well, Salva, Elsie and the like. What I tend to do is that I'll use the ability on an enemy that's behind the tank just before, also when it's the last enemy, I'll use the ability on somebody that's behind the tank to push them behind so they don't end up in front of the tank. Because sometimes you end up with them in front of the tank, which leads to that situation where they're being split off or they get targeted first. So I think it's important because you have enough time between the different stages on a level for your ability to charge at least 50%, 60%. So by using it just at that last second, it gives you that immunity, per se, of getting uh, split. So say another hero that I really like is Ming, and she is melee and has a, a great ability for to reach pretty far. And I want to use her, and I know that she's going to be alongside the tank. I can just give her the gear to withstand what's coming. Like, do you not use gear to compensate for them being on the front line? Sometimes I do. I mean, I'm a big fan of Sigil, of pain, right? Uh, it gives me a lot of CC, but sometimes it can tend to be a crutch because if, you, if you're relying on your gear too much in order to manage the situation and you end up pigeonholing yourself because you cannot always deal with multiple situations, right? So I get what you're saying. Sometimes I will take... Uh, a melee DPS, but I will ball them a bit tanky. And I think that's where it helps taking a support hero, right? And because my, the support heroes tend to be mainly melee as well. So that's where I would actually take a support hero. So if I am taking a uh, melee, I would take a support hero as well, simply because I know that they can help me out a lot more there. Okay, so before we go into support... Um, so let's just recap. So tank for you without knowing the situation that you're going into, 
Lick is your number one guy. Who's your, say we take two damage dealers, because we're going to take one support and one healer. So build your team. What's your two your two uh, damage dealers? Mala and Jose. Yeah, pretty much 90% of the time I'll be taking those two. Jose deals great single target damage, especially when his ability crits and he kills multiple enemies. It boosts his attack by 15%. So you end up with 45% extra damage on your auto attack. Mala deals massive amounts of damage with her fire stream ability, AoE as well. So you know that you can push using her ability. So those are the two that I typically go for. Um, I think it's fortunate that we higher level because they can compensate for the elemental bonus. But if you lower level, then what do you do? Okay, for me, I would have gone with the same two. However, I will replace uh, Jose with Asashi. Asashi is, she's my new favorite. Sorry, Rihanna. Sorry, Elsie. You know what? I was actually just thinking about it, and I think this harks back to a couple of episodes ago. One melee damage dealer that I do take, and I've just remembered it now, is Lorenzo. The guy's actually pretty tanky. He has high health, but his ability, the jump on his ability deals decent damage to mobs, but he deals great damage to structures. And I think, and because of the range on his ability, it helps out a lot. So I just want to throw that out there, yeah. Okay, so let's move to our support. So support is actually quite interesting because there are so many different things. So honestly, support is where I think you, when you want one support hero along on your team, what are you facing, right? Sure, when if you're facing uh, healers that are in the back line and you need to bring them in, you'll bring in Rihanna to bring them close so that you can kill them. If uh, you want extra damage to be dealt then you bring Dagmir with her leader ability and all that kind of stuff I mean as you mentioned right Rihanna is probably my favorite support out there she's amazing and I didn't use her for a very long time until you pointed her out to me I always use Liang and and Ehiro and once I started using Rihanna she's probably if I get stuck She's the first hero I turn to to bring into my team. Now, reason why I use a hero a lot was when you have enemies on a platform, Rihanna's only flaw is that she can't pull them off the platform. She could still stun them, though, which is really good. Yeah. So a hero has that seven or eight second stun, and that works great for me, especially when they're healers. It gives me enough time to stun them, and sometimes even kill them, because his ability can crit as well. So if I'm taking multiple range, I could use a hero, Adeline, and Mala to target the mob, and typically by, at that point they're dead. Now, Liang is probably one of the key heroes from the supports, simply because of uh, protectability. But the other thing was, and I think it is either yourself or Jen who pointed out to me, was her stats. I used it for a while, but I never really noticed the stats. I mainly used it for the protectability that she has. But she's actually extremely tanky. She very much is. Yeah, so uh, yeah. So, so she's really awesome. Another one that I use is Yagen. 
I was just going to mention just the summoners in general. I know Jargon is the go-to, but I've used the other ones too. Yeah, I mean, you do some fun stuff with the summoners. And uh, I, I know that you use them quite a bit in waves when you're mucking around and trying to see how far you can go with just using the summoners. One thing that took me a little bit of time to get used to, and I didn't realize this till once again you pointed out to me, was that the summons aren't affected by your gear. So the amount of damage that the summons deal aren't affected by gear. So you can actually build them extremely tanky without sacrificing the damage from the summons. And Yagun summons are great for when you have enemies coming in from the side or towards the back line. When you have enemies up in front who are summoning or spawning, then he can you can summon his ability on them so that allows you to move uh, more up. And um, yeah, so I think he's really great for that. What so, I've actually, what, uh, the way I've geared my some of my summoners, which includes Bazaar and Aramie, is full crit, like with a Razor Guard and Rosettes, and just go full crit, just to give them as much damage as I possibly can, because they're not very strong. And what they have on gear, like I said, they don't affect the summons. So plant the totem, throw the bug, and they do their thing while they're in the background because they are ranged heroes. So they can sit in the back behind the tank and just try to take out some of the uh, some of the mobs. Yeah, and I guess with uh, Bizarre as well, right? I mean, he's pretty new. He came out a few events ago. And before that, I mean, Yagen was key, but now his ability taunts, right? So it's great for pacing there when you have enemies coming from the side of the back line. Yeah, I mean, he's awesome. What's one of the other... Or, I mean, you use a few of the other summoners. Oh, not summoners, but support heroes. You know them a lot better than I do. Uh, well, we forgot about Klax. Klaxander. Oh, yeah. He's a very much loved hero. He actually won the first popularity showdown that we had on our Discord that I put together. And we just kind of like there was voting going through. Anyways, he ended up winning the, the first one in January, I think I put it in. Anyways, that was a, an aside. But Alexander has, I think as a hero himself for what he does, like as a without talking about his ability, he's horrible. He has no power. He doesn't really have that much staying power. But what he brings to the table is just massive, right? And I think mostly used in waves that I see. I don't think I'd bring him on campaigns. What about you? I have used him on campaigns a few times. Sometimes where you just need a little oomph. Then I I brought him in. Okay. So again, I think overall support there's so many different roles and that's one that's you have to know what you're facing and what you're going to need. I think you, you nailed it on the head with summoners, especially jargon being able to throw the the skeletons backwards to save your back line. When you have kind of the mobs coming from every side and your tank can only do so much. So you have uh, all those skeletons to kind of take care of time until you charge up your other abilities to be able to take care of those mobs. And Rihanna, to me, is is my go-to. So, I mean, that's my pick for for a summoner. Uh, not summoner, sorry, for a uh, support hero on my team. Yeah, I think mine would be... I can't choose. <laughs> you got to choose one, man. So you've got uh, Lick, 
Jose Mala, who's your support? I'll go with Yalvin. Okay, that's interesting. So now we move on to our healers. Because there's only six of them, we're kind of go through them all to see what their strengths and weaknesses are. Maybe we'll go one at a time. Did you yep. want to take your favorite? Oh, which one's your favorite? Oh, dude, God, it's me. Uh, all of Ina. Um, you know what? While I think about that, I'm going to go for Imani. <laughs> You're going to take Imani? I'll take Imani first, since it's okay. water elemental dungeon in there. So Imani is actually a decent healer when geared with crit gear. He gets quite a few heals off. Um, his heals are still kind of weak. He doesn't have the buffs that the other healers have, but his AoE heal is pretty nice. When paired with AoE damage or when you're using a tank like Safine, it works really well. I think his lack of healing is what hurts him. Other than that, he's a mediocre healer, I'd say. You know what? I When I first started playing, there was a guy on my clan at the time who loved Imani and thought he was the best healer in the game. And I think that stems from the way his heal works is much like Raybert's heals work. They're excellent at the start, and then they just kind of taper off. So if you're a newer player, don't invest in Imani, even though you think he might be great. Eventually, he kind of dies off by the wayside. One of my favorite healers is Manuel. And while he's not a good healer per se, he brings more to the table. There's a few little things that I really like about him, and that's his ping heal. So he throws a little bit of heal if there's somebody who is hurting. One of the things that that does is it triggers to you that it's actually there is someone that is under 100% health, which I've used to good success in levels to know that I need to heal this uh, person or that I'm at 100 or whatever. And his full heal, being able to, to heal everybody at once is actually really good. And if he's further away, he heals everybody and then heals himself for healing everybody. So there, he's a decent healer, but I find he's more, when you take him on campaign and stuff like that, is the secondary healer because he has the best damage for a healer. And that is kind of like where he shines. So if you're in a campaign that you don't need too much healing because your tank kind of takes all the brunt of it, as long as you have the right spells to keep him along, he can help you kind of get through that level faster. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, he does do some decent damage as well. So yeah, you and Jen used him a ton. I didn't for a very long time. So yeah, I think... Yeah, my go-to healers were Owl initially. And okay, so talk about Owl. Okay, yeah. So so Owl, I mean, hmm. is she my favorite healer? Is it Fina? Talk Ooh. about Owl. She's your first love. Okay. So, yeah, she she's amazing. So her leader skill brings a ton to the party. Right, It boosts your health, boosts your protection. But from a healing perspective, her, the AI on a heal is perfect, right? It'll always target the lowest person besides herself. It's only when everybody else is at 100%, then she will heal herself. If anybody else is on, if somebody's at 99% and she's on 1%, 
she'll heal the other person. So that's the one drawback with the AI, but in terms of targeting, it's so much easier than any of the other healers out there. Now, her last skill, which is what makes it really great. So her initial heal is nice. She has one of the fastest heals in the game, in terms of time-wise. Um, it's like around 10 or 11 seconds. But her last skill, which has the 75 trigger chance, will heal for the exact same amount over 8 or 10 seconds. Right, so you have these ticks coming in, and that helps a lot when you don't want to overheal, but you're taking a decent amount of damage. It just helps to keep your tank or that DPS topped up. So that's where I think she's really awesome. She also has a chance to do AOE heal on her auto attacks. So she has stupidly high amount of, of protection as well. So she can take a decent amount of magic damage, and she doesn't get CC'd for too long as well. As a starter healer, she is amazing. I mean, from start to end game, she is one of the best healers out there, if not the best. Well, do you know who I went with for my start game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, the little old lady known as Marth. So, Marth is actually quite a great healer early on. But she does end up losing out because of her charge time. So, she does one big heal bigger than any other healer and as a newer player and you see this big number it's pretty awesome so i went with marth and i actually put all to the side because i figured they were pretty much the same and marth actually healed more what i missed on that is that her charge time her charge time is so slow that if you have two people two heroes that are hurting she can heal one and the other one will die there will be no time to to recharge up. And you have way too much overheal with Marth. She's great. And when you need that one spot, she does give a little bit of extra health to everybody else too. Whenever, every once in a while, she'll heal, heal everybody. Great. But it's just not enough. She should be left by the wayside. She's just not a good healer. Now, I'll go over to the next one. Our newest healer, Vani. No, you got to take your other girl. Okay, I'll take Fina. <laughs> I was going to leave Fina for you. Okay, so Fina, what made me swap from Al to Fina was we had a lot more enemies doing AoE damage. And I felt In that waves, right? It was yeah, waves, waves, really, that got you. Yeah, and yeah, we had those archers coming in or those guys throwing the boulders or poison, etc. And... I'll just wasn't able to keep up with the healing. I mean, she can heal every 10 seconds, but an AoE heal is every second or third attack, but it just wasn't enough. Now, Fina has a great AoE heal. It works best when heroes are static because otherwise she'll just end up missing most of a heal anyway on the, on the people that she's supposed to be healing. Um, but what also makes her shine is her last ability. That boosts her healing by 60%. So... From a heal per second point of view, she heals the most from all of the heroes out there. But what also makes it extremely interesting is her second ability, second wind. So whenever she drops below 30% health, she will dash back and she will cast a free heal. Now, this is awesome because when you're in campaign and you have somebody targeting your back line and your healer's gone, it's pretty, it's pretty much almost a loss there. Right. But because of that ability, she heals herself back up to full almost, if not 
always, but she also heals up the team uh, if they in in the line of a heal. So it works extremely well, especially when you're taking that AOE damage. So and she can do that three times, which is a massive amount. Uh, there's no uh, cooldown on it as well either. So if you're taking that damage and it's consistent in there, you know she'll be able to get two two of those heals off straight away, and it gives you enough time to get back, and your tank will be able to come back after the enemies have been being killed or whatever else. So it gives you that time there, and I think that's what makes her shine. She also she also has some decent slots, uh, gear slots. She has one attack, one defense, and three magic slots. So typically I'd gear gear up for crit. I'd put uh, Essence of the Night, Sigil of Pain, I'll stick it with Crit and you know, I'll give her an amulet, right? So it's an extra hero placing that vulnerability which increases my DPS. So that's what I would actually build up. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, Are you done? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we know now who he truly loves. The love is for Fina and not all. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm going to take the last one. I'll make this really quick. First of all, Vani is not Black's healer. Not yet. We haven't had him long enough, and we talked about him not that long ago. Dark's true healer and longtime healer is Katarin. Katarin is an awesome healer. Uh, with the she, she needs to have her skills one and two topped up to be really effective, where she will just fear, gain health for everybody. It's great. But where she really shines is on your damage dealers when you cast uh, vampirism and they just need one or two shots, uh, an alt, whatever they go. I think my favorite one was on Otto to, to do it on him using him during levels and you have vampirism on Otto and he's almost dead and then you jump in in this big pile of skeletons and then all of a sudden you just see all this green these green numbers come up as he's healing from the vampirism and he's almost back up to full health so she's really cool she's kind of weird to to really use properly but she's a really good hero to level up and use during campaign during levels uh probably would not use her in waves or boss otherwise she's pretty good yeah she is she is she's does so she's classified as a support hero but she's probably one of the best healers out there yeah okay so that's pretty much it other than deciding we know prabs has uh fina as his healer so his team is lick mala jose jargon and fina mine will be Lick, Mala, Asashi, Rihanna, and Manuel. I think that's pretty good. Okay. Not really, because Manuel is not that great of a single healer, but I'll take him anyway. So I think that's it for our team building exercise. I don't know how much you got out of it, but it was pretty fun. And it's now time to move on as we're closing out the show, and we need to announce who our winner is for the second last gold chest for those who haven't entered you can go into our discord and go into our giveaway channel and click on the gold button to get entered for the last one and this week's winner is 
Opal Scion. Congratulations, uh, Opal Scion. You can reach out to me with your player ID, and I will get you that gold chest sent to you. Oh, congrats, Opal. Another nice one. I think from Lego, right? I think so. Yeah. And that puts us to our last call. Take it away, my friend. Yeah, so not always whinging at me about my love for dad jokes. <laughs> I think I drive him and almost everybody else in the clan mad with them. So I think it's just the love of the eye roll. <laughs> but those who know it, you'll know it. And so I'll end up in this. Are you winning? Are you winning, son? No, I'll leave it to you, Doc. So on behalf of myself and Prabhu, have fun storming the castle. <laughs> <laughs>